Hey, it's Gaz here from Getting There with Gaz. Before we get into this week's episode, we want to tell you about the people that make this podcast possible. Our friends Lily and David Fine Jewelers, located at their new spot at the Shops of Wilton. These guys helped me find my engagement ring, my wedding band, and more, and now they want to help you do the same thing for her. Whether it's a holiday, an anniversary, maybe a whiff on Valentine's Day, or anything else, prepping for a wedding, your spot is off Route 50 in Saratoga at the Shops of Wilton at Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Family owned and operated, they can help you find exactly what she's looking for. And guys, especially you prepping for a wedding, how about the event going on at Lily and David Fine Jewelers? March 4th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And March 5th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Right there at Lily and David Fine Jewelers, it is their wedding band sale, their annual event. You stop in, you buy one wedding band, you get the second free or 40% off that second wedding band. Whatever works best for you. The staff there at Lily and David Fine Jewelers wants to help you this wedding season. Guys, I'm telling you, it's so important to save that extra cash during the wedding. You're prepping for everything else. Make this a part of your plans. Lily and David Fine Jewelers located at the shops of Wilton. They helped me through the process of finding the engagement ring, the wedding bands, and more. I took advantage of I wear my wedding band all the time. I took advantage of that too for one wedding band sale. Such a huge help. Do the same for yourself. And again, if you're shopping for an anniversary gift, birthday, whatever it might be, they'll help you find what fits your budget, and she's going to love it for the future. It's Lily and David Fine Jewelers located at the shops of Wilton. Well, you stop in, you head over to the wedding band annual event, tell me you heard about my story, Gaza's story from Gazzilla Media and getting there with Gaz. And our friend Jared Lozier at Northeastern Insurance. If you're looking to save some cash in 2022 on the things that are important, your car, your home, your business, those policy plans, those insurance policies that you probably just put aside and think, all right, that's a purchase for the year. Well, why are you paying that number? Could you actually find something less expensive? Could you find some ways to save money? Let Jared be that guy to find those prices for you. Find a free quote today just by emailing him. J-A-R-E-D-L at N-E-Mail.com. Levac and I, we love hanging out with Jared. He's a great guy. He's doing the work, getting compliments from local businesses here in the Capital Region. Whether you're listening in Syracuse, Oswego, Geneva, it's one email away. It's one call away for a guy to find exactly what you're looking for to save money. And everybody wants to do that. Give him a call. 518-956-3753. 518-956-3753. Jared Lozier at Northeastern Insurance. And how good is he and the team he works with? Go out and vote for them. Capital Region Best Insurance Agency. They're a finalist for that award. I have a feeling they're going to win it too at Northeastern Insurance. One more time for the email. J-A-R-E-D-L at N-E-Mail.com. It's our friend Jared Lozier at Northeastern Insurance. Oh, by the way, some of you in 2022 right now, maybe you're doing this as you're listening to the podcast. You're getting ready to figure out the best way to do your taxes. Are you a rookie business owner who's just ready to throw in the towel this tax season? Alex Bodenzeek at AVB Taxes is the go-to for small service business owners who are stressed about filing their taxes and not quite sure what to do. I work with Alex. Alex is helping me through year one of Godzilla Media. I'm so happy to have him on my side. So many questions, so many obstacles that I wasn't quite sure about, but luckily Alex is able to help me do it. Maybe you've delayed that process. You're getting overwhelmed by all the paperwork and trust me, I see my desk sometimes. It's clear now. Alex helped me get all through those types of files for year one. Now, look, if you're looking to do that same thing, or maybe you just need help with your taxes when it comes to your personal non-business issues and expertise, yeah, you got that with Alex Bodenseek at AVB Taxes, that home field advantage, that team player, all that stuff, plus 
simple tailored services with a quick turnaround time and a passionate professional on your side to keep those stresses and taxes to a minimum. Is stresses a plural word? I don't know. I know taxes are admitted minimum with Alex Bodenzeek. All advice, services, documentation, absolutely confidential. And for a free consultation today with Alex, text or call him 518-400-0282. I'll give you a second here to pull out your phone and be like, tax guy, guy to call about taxes. Who is going to do my taxes? Alex Bodenzeek, AVB Tax. I worked with them here at Gonzalo Media. Do the same for yourself. One more time for that cell phone number, 518-400-0282. Alex Bodenzeek, AVB Taxes. All right, hit the theme music. Let's get into this week's Getting There with Gaz. Getting there with Gaz. Getting there with Gaz. Getting there with Gaz. Getting there Another episode here of Getting There with Goss, where we talk about the career journeys of media members, coaches, business owners, athletes, and more from upstate New York. Joining us now, fantasy writer Mike Barner joins us. And if you're listening on our audio side, I'm just going to tell you now, pause this episode and go check out Mike's background. He has won the best background, I would say, of any episode of Getting There with Goss. It's got the perfect sports theme. He's got the jerseys up. He is looking good right now. So audio side, go give us some clicks on YouTube. But... Mike, you could see me. I could see you. Let's get to the first question. A young Mike Barner, six, seven, eight years old. Where'd you grow up? What'd you want to be as a kid? Was it that same dream job when you're 18 years old? Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, I grew up in Balsam Spa. Um, I live in Gilderland now, so I've been in the capital region basically my whole life. Uh, I When I grew up, uh, we didn't have cable as a kid, so I used to listen to all the Yankee games on the radio. Uh, with John Sterling and Michael Kay, and I originally wanted to be the radio voice of the Yankees. Uh, I'm glad I gave that up because John Sterling is still going. Uh, so, <laughs> so I'm glad I gave that up. I'm glad he's still going. I love John Sterling. Uh, but yeah, that's originally what I wanted to be was the the voice of the New York Yankees. So when you hit 18 years old, uh, like you mentioned, John Sterling is still there. So it's a little bit more of discouraging that, oh, that guy's still there. But uh, when you're 18, <laughs> what do you want to do? You're a sports fan. And at that 18 mark, is college the next path for you? Yeah, I went to uh, the University of Oswego for broadcasting and mass communications. Uh, I met my now wife uh, when we were seniors in high school. Um, and I knew that we were going to get married. And I, at that point, uh, I kind of didn't want to do the broadcaster traveling schedule because I knew I wanted to get married and have kids and those guys are on the road all the time. Um, so I still went to school for broadcasting and mass communications. I knew I wanted to get involved with sports somehow. Uh, I've been playing fantasy sports for as long as I can, as long as I remember. Uh, I used to play on the old uh, sporting news fantasy sites where you used to get your team was a set budget and their salaries would go up or down based on how well they performed. So you could go over your budget if your players are playing well. And it was just a cool format back then. And uh, when I graduated college in December of 2006, uh, is when I got my first fantasy sports writing job for KFFL. That was where I started. Ooh, let's let's talk about that a little bit. So you're at a so we go. You're trying to find that path. You're in that interesting timeline of, I, I don't want to call it the explosion of fantasy, but it's close close to on that rise take us through how you landed that first professional job as a fantasy writer 
Yeah, I got very lucky. And as we talk about the different steps in my career, you'll see I got very lucky several times uh, with where I started in certain areas uh, as certain things started to become more popular. When I started at KFFL Fantasy Sports, this was in January of 2007. Uh, I started at KFFL. Fantasy Sports obviously weren't nearly as popular as they are now. Uh, when I started there, I was doing, I was covering baseball and football. And what I used to do is I had uh, what they called news shifts and I would go on for, you know, three, four hours at a time. And I would just scan all different local newspapers uh, throughout the country and try to find fantasy relevant news from any of those local newspapers uh, and then write something up quickly and put it on the site. So I worked for them for about a year. Um, then I did, I tried my own website for a little while, like some GoDaddy thing. Uh, I tried that. And then uh, I got my first big break. I started writing for Rotowire in March of 2010. Uh, I started covering uh, baseball and basketball for them. And back then, you know, when fantasy sports started, fantasy, baseball was the most popular. Um, obviously, now football is by far the most popular. Fantasy basketball was not very popular when I started at Rotowire in 2010. So I kind of got into that close to in the infancy. Uh, I love basketball. It's become the top sport that I cover. So I was lucky to get in back then. Uh, I, I got in on the ground floor. I did a lot of the same kind of thing where you look at for newspaper uh, posts and how to make that stuff fantasy relevant. I used to do game wraps. I'd stay up till one, two in the morning waiting for West Coast baseball games to end uh, and write up summaries about players for fantasy purposes. So I, that was how I got started. Let's go back to that Rotowire hiring process. Was it as simple as just an email that, hey, I write fantasy, I'm interested in your process went along? How did How did the connection happen? Yeah, I used to email places all the time. And if I recall this correctly, again, it's been a long time and my memory's kind of kind of hazy. Uh, I, if I recall correctly, I had applied for a job uh, with another site and they had saw my background working for KFFL and, and, you know, that I went to school for this and they actually forwarded me over to someone at Rotowire. Um, and that's how I got started there. I was, I didn't actually apply for Rotowire directly. I just had applied someplace that knew people at Rotowire and they thought I'd be better suited for that because they were bigger. Um, so I, I got pretty lucky there. You also mentioned that when you were scanning those fantasy relevant information, was it just injuries at that point? Because when you're scanning that, I'll call it traditional media landscape, it might just be an injury update or were there other things you were looking at when you talked about fantasy relevant news from around the country? Yeah, well, a lot of it was injuries. Uh, also, a lot of it was guys taking over jobs. You know, this guy is now the closer, that kind of thing. When I started at KFFL, I'll, I'll never forget, I'm not that big into college sports. Uh, following, I cover Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL, so I can't cover everything completely in depth. Um, so I've never been too big into college. And I remember when I worked at KFFL, one of the things they had me do was cover the combine. And I, ha I used to have to write posts about guys like verticals and their 40-yard dash times. And man, that was that was rough. I remember doing that in my bedroom at my parents' house, thinking, man, th this is not exciting. <laughs> one bit. Um <laughs> But, you know, everybody's got to cut their teeth somewhere. Yeah, the, the uh, underwear Olympics was not something that might be yeah. very fascinating or something that was fulfilling about watching guys run against air. Okay, I think yeah. many people do feel the same way that you do. So <laughs> uh, that early 2010 decade, you touched on how you enter into Rotowire, you're covering basketball. You might have a better feel for this than maybe I do or something. You may be listening right now that 
when was this evolution of fantasy really take off? Was there a time, a moment, a season where fantasy went from diehard sports fan, diehard person about stats to this is now breaking into the mainstream and things like you and opportunities and responsibilities and how life starts to change for you? Yeah, I, the biggest change for me and what enabled me to do this from a part-time to a full-time thing, first was the, the emergence of daily fantasy sports. Um, that created a whole new arm of content for people like me, you know, freelancers who were looking to do something as opposed to your traditional fantasy content of, okay, well, this is a guy to pick up for wave wire this week. These are free agents. This is a guy to drop that kind of thing too. Okay. Now there's big money on the line every night. You got to craft the lineup every night. Who are the guys to keep an eye on? Who's hurt? Who just took over more playing time, that kind of thing. And people didn't have the ability to be that in depth on a daily basis to where, it, you know, you've got a chance to win thousands of dollars every night in daily fantasy sports. So you got to be on top of it. So that's how I really got going closer from doing this part-time to full-time is when daily fantasy sports started. And there was a lot more content out there uh, available to write about. I'm glad you brought that up. I had a nice graphic ready for you on our visual side too, about that, because I wonder when I hear guys like you who are writers who understand what you're going through, and there is that infancy of daily fantasy, where and, and maybe I'm assuming, I could be totally wrong here, but it seems like guys like you have an edge that you see stuff that other people don't. Was there ever a big boom for you where you started to play maybe DraftKings, FanDuel, or something else and thought, you know, I personally, besides writing, can make a lot of money or a substantial living doing this. Did that ever happen for you where you became a player rather than a writer? Yeah, no, I, I had a, a few nice hits. I never played big money. I was never one of those guys where you you maxed out all the time on your on your contests. Uh, that was just never my, I, I really, really enjoy writing. Um, so it never crossed my mind that I was going to get away from doing content and just playing that full time. Uh, I, I enjoy the, the content part of it more than anything else. All right. That's a very humble answer. At some point, I'm sure I'll turn off the mic and be like, guys, they made $5 million. I just didn't want to tell anybody or my account. Okay. I'll assume no. that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you mentioned fantasy football becoming more popular than fantasy baseball. What was it? Was it the expansion of uh, television rights? Was it just fan? How did that happen from football to baseball, that transition of what was the most popular fantasy following? I think fantasy football is easier. Um, it's it's easier to follow. You've only got games essentially one day a week. I mean, now there's Thursday night football, and obviously there's always been Monday night football. But the most of your decisions are done. You've got waivers one day a week, and then you set your lineup one day a week. And that's easier for a lot of people to do. Fantasy baseball is an absolute grind, uh, especially leagues where you have to set your lineups on a daily basis. I mean, you're working on this for 180, 190 days over the course of the season. It's a lot of work, and it's hard to get casual baseball fans to play fantasy baseball. It's not hard to get casual football fans to play fantasy football. It's, it's an easy thing to do with your office mates and that kind of thing, you know, buddies that you went to school with, a, a way to stay connected after you guys graduate, that kind of thing. Um, it's just – Fantasy football is a lot easier uh, to manage on a weekly basis than baseball is. So we see fantasy football emerging. We see daily fantasy emerging. And for you, for your personal career, you are a part-time person doing this. And you mentioned it became a full-time job. Is that just because of the 
we'll call it internet volume of people seeking you guys out? Was it given more opportunities? What made that happen for you? Where some people look at this and say, hey, that's my dream job. This guy gets paid to talk about fantasy sports. What was that shift for you from part-time to full-time and how did it happen? Yeah, it was another one of those things where I got lucky. Uh, I said I, I got into Rotowire when fancy basketball wasn't that popular and I was one of the few that was really into it. Um, I was very into daily fantasy sports. And in 2017, um, I, I was doing you know content with Rotowire. Um, they were basically the only site I was writing for. Uh, I had bounced around from other couple of sites too. I worked for Fansided for a little while. Um, but then in 2017, I got signed up with a, a site called Lineup Lab. Um, they were uh, kind of like into lineup optimizing for DFS and they were looking for content creators as well to help plug their, their software and, and provide, you know, daily content. Um, so I had kind of combined their work. I, I ended up becoming their lead writer there. Um, I did both season long and DFS baseball, basketball, football. At one point um, I had, they had gotten rid of all the writers and I was the only one doing it. Um, so I had enough work that in November of 2017, I, I started doing this full time and I quit my, quote unquote day job amazing man just kept grinding at it and grinding and putting out yeah. that content and putting out that content and that seems to be it especially in this age when we're recording this in february 2022 that if you put it out whether it be online or social media it helps i think that's been a part of it for you too that I've seen it. You and I talked years ago. I've seen your personal growth on your social media platforms where you saw what happened, where you continue to put out content, how it went from an easy start to close to 5,000 followers on Twitter. And you got to watch that firsthand, that evolution. Yeah, I would not be where I am without Twitter. I have found the vast majority of my work outside of Rotowire on Twitter. Um, I got signed up with Sportsline. Uh, who those aren't familiar, that's owned by CBS. That's their sports betting arm. Uh, I got signed up with them in 2018, and I found that just surfing Twitter. Um, I would have searched daily for fantasy writing jobs, fantasy baseball jobs, fantasy basketball jobs, fantasy football jobs. Every day I would search on Twitter, and I would just mass apply uh, to things. And that's how a lot of it came about to what I'm doing today. Now I write for six different companies um, as a freelancer, so wild man awesome stuff now there has been a big change in the fantasy landscape in the world not just because of the stats and the numbers and everything else but here in new york we're both new york guys we've seen sports wagering now become legal and these fantasy articles you were writing about you mentioned daily fantasy there was money involved but there had to have been a boom here whether it be in the last 18 months or hell in january 2022 when it turned mobile what has the last few months been like for you who You've gone from the ground floor all the way to where you are now, sports wagering. What's this been like for you and the push towards it? Yeah, it's it's awesome. And this is kind of the last area where I got lucky. Uh, I got lucky. I was in season-long fantasy content when Daily Fantasy started. Uh, and I remember I, I applied for Sportsline uh, to be a fantasy basketball writer. I signed up. I was going to do a weekly waiver wire column uh, and a weekly schedule breakdown where I would talk about teams with favorable schedules and bad schedules each week and how that impacted fantasy sports. Um, and a couple of days after I had gotten signed up with them and fell out of the paperwork, the guy that was the editor said, Hey, you know, by the way, we're looking for NBA handicappers. We don't really have a lot of guys right now with your fantasy background. Do you want to try it? And uh, I had never done, you know, this was back in 2018. I'm not one of those illegal offshore book guys. 
Um, <laughs> I'm pretty cautious in that regards. Uh, I have two little kids and all that stuff, so I don't want to mess around with any. With my luck, I'd get caught doing something. Uh, so I didn't want to mess around with it. Uh, and I said, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do it. And um, that first year, I had a lot of success. Uh, I ended up becoming one of their top NBA handicappers. And then it's just kind of snowballed from there. I started working uh, for DraftKings. Also, I believe that was in 2018, uh, doing daily fantasy sport content. So then I started doing sports wagering stuff for them, too, as, as sports wagering became more popular. Um, now for Sportsline, I get to do a lot of cool stuff that's all focused around wagering. Uh, I do. They have a show called The Early Edge, uh, which is on daily at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I know you're a wrestling guy that's hosted by Jonathan, the coach, coachman. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I get to work with him. He's get to be on that show once or twice a week. And uh, so, yeah, the, the sports betting thing created a whole new level of content for me to now, you know, I write anywhere from 20 to 30 articles a week uh, when you combine season long daily fantasy and betting content. You know, when sports seasons overlap, uh, I'm, I'm pretty busy writing anywhere from 20 to 30 articles a week. I know you don't want to give away the tricks of the trade because I want to make <laughs> sure people follow you on social media and check out your articles and everything else. So if you want to make this generic, you can. I know some people, this is where the part of the interview where they're most excited to hear this. Any tips, anything you just seek out, like the most basic thing, if someone wants to wager just specifically on basketball or the NBA when it comes to fantasy, is there anything that jumps out to you so that, hey, if we're starting this, best advice to do these wagers? This Godzilla Media Podcast is brought to you by our great people that make it happen, like our partners at Mohawk Honda. New ride, new vehicle, new you in 2022. Mohawk Honda can make it happen for you. Drive over to Glenville, New York, Freeman's Bridge Road, and find out about the great deals going on. I can tell you from firsthand experience, I know. Looking outside, checking out that 2022 Pilot EXL. Shout out to Cam McKenna. Follow him on Instagram. Shout out to Greg Johnson. All the people that are making it happen at Mohawk Honda. We could run through the list. So many people. But I know what you're looking for is that you want to find people you can trust during the carbine experience. People at Mohawk Honda have been doing this for decades. There's a reason why people keep coming back to Mohawk Honda. It's the service, the treatment people you want on your side when you're making that big decision and you want to get a new vehicle. We've been pretty fortunate here in upstate New York with the winter. You got to get ready for the future. Maybe you've got a new job on the way, new responsibilities. Got to make sure that gas, that mileage, that budget, all those things that are important to you are happening. When you stop into Mohawk Honda, tell me you heard about it from this Godzilla Media podcast. Tell me you heard about it from Godzilla Media. And who knows? They'll probably take care of you even more. It's Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. And our friends over at Johnstone Supply in Troy, 6th Avenue in Troy, helping you out with those winter projects that are on the way, finding those competitive prices in store. You give them a call, 518-272-5922. 518-272-5922. That is the number, Johnstone Supply in Troy. Hit to... So you can talk to our guys, Tom, Kev, James, Rob, whoever it might be at the front desk. Those guys will help you, especially if you've got some issues going on with your furnace, your boiler, something in your basement. Johnstone Supply and Troy can help you through that dilemma and give you the best advice that you need. One more time on that number, 518-272-5922 and 5922. I'm rushing through it. John Goodman Furnaces. I probably got too excited to tell you about it. 2% off. If you say I'm looking for the John Goodman Furnace from this Godzilla Media Podcast. 2% off your furnace. It's a big deal. 
Share that special with your friends, your family members, and more. Hey, heard it on a Godzilla Media podcast. You just mentioned John Goodman Furnace at Johnstone Supply in Troy. 2% off. Big deal for this winter, especially for the future. So there you go. One more time for the number 518-272-5922. Johnstone Supply in Troy, making this Godzilla Media podcast possible. Now, let's get back to it. Yeah, I'll start out by saying this. A lot of people ask me, you know, do you use projection models? Uh, do you have your own model? Uh, I don't. Uh, I'm kind of a throwback guy. I've been doing this for a while. I watch a lot of games. Um, I can't stay up till 1.30 in the morning anymore. Uh, like I said, I have two little kids. I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. So I, I physically can't stay up that late and then turn around and get up at <laughs> six in the morning uh, the next day. But I used to watch, you know, I have league pass. I used to watch all the West Coast basketball games all night long. Um, so I have gotten a lot of my, you know, betting background just on knowing the ins and outs and the last guy on the bench of every team because I have to for fantasy purposes. Um, the best thing I can tell you for betting is to just be aware of, of injuries and what players are questionable with injuries and how roles are developing. You can get a lot of advantages. It's tough now with COVID um, because you never know all of a sudden the team has an outbreak and five guys are out. But one of the things I used to do a lot is you could go on and make bets in the morning um, just based on injury reports. You know, I know this guy's probably going to rest because it's the second game of a back-to-back -back set and he doesn't usually play both games of the back-to-back -back set. And the line hasn't adjusted to that yet because he hasn't been ruled out. It's like those kinds of things are important um, when you're looking at things to, to place a bet on. You're helping people win some cash, by the way. I know you're being very <laughs> humble right now, but uh, the basketball side of it, maybe it's hard to have this type of, uh, uh, I want to say a comparison between your fellow writers that in comparison, I feel like you're doing just as good as anybody, right? A 2018 writer of the year, your profits have been great. NBA stuff you're winning on, my friend. Like, not a lot of people who do this for a living can say consistently they're cashing in for the people who follow them. Yeah, I've, I've hit uh, this year, I hit, I'm on 56% of my NBA against the spread hits on Sportsline uh, uh, picks have hit. So that's been pretty good. Um, I think over the last couple seasons combined, I'm, I'm somewhere right around that same mark. I had an insane stretch a couple seasons ago where I was like 65% for two, two and a half months. Uh, it, I got some really nice notes from people. Uh, that's right. That's right. That I remember that stretch. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget. I had one guy uh, sent me a message and he, he told me I single-handedly paid for his wedding. Um, and, I, and I was like, <laughs> oh, this is, this is really awesome. But then on the other hand, it's, it's very much a, what have you done for me lately? If, if I go on a stretch where I miss like five out of seven picks, it's, oh, I can't believe you're one of the worst ever. And, do they really pay you to do this? You can't figure anything. I mean, it's just, it's just how that kind of stuff works. And it, it, you know, this is another piece of advice. If, if you're gambling on a daily basis, I mean, if you can hit anywhere from 53 to 56% of your picks, you're doing really well. It's almost like in baseball where, you know, if you're successful, one out of every three plate appearances, you're in the hall of fame. You're, you're not going to go 70, 75% on your bets for any prolonged period of time. So if you're not comfortable with losing stretches where you're going to go a week or two, or you're going to lose a lot of your bets, uh, then betting is definitely not for you. Now within 2022, paywall structures and subscriptions and ways in which people can bet. 
Have you watched more of your content go behind these types of paywalls for just because of the thirst of people wanting to find out how your picks and that happens? Yeah, uh, most of my stuff, uh, well, actually, I would say about half of it is behind a paywall now. A sports line is all behind a paywall. Um, DraftKings is not, um, they're, you know, looking to push people to the DraftKings sportsbook. So that stuff is all out there. Uh, I started writing uh, for a site called The Game Day. I, I believe I started there in early 2020. Um, all that stuff is free. Uh, I do uh, a lot of NBA player props there. I do that Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So that stuff is free. But yeah, a lot of stuff is is going behind paywalls now um, simply because there's there's such a desire for that kind of content that a lot of the sites. And, and for people who complain, I have no control over which of my articles or picks go behind a paywall. Um, they pay me, so I'm never going to complain if they make you pay for something that they pay me for. Um, that's, you know, sometimes the best things that are are not free. Uh, so, so always take that with a grain of salt. Um, and I will always say, if you're looking for picks, do not go with anyone that is afraid to show you their record or that does not show their record up front. If anybody, oh, this is a 100% guaranteed winner, you know, put your mortgage on this one. Don't ever follow those kinds of people um, because they can put you in a hole pretty quick. I'm glad you exactly knew what I wanted out of that paywall question because it is one of the most complained about things that happen across <laughs> sports fans that they just think everything should be free. And those people who want it for free will never thank you about the pick. They'll just assume it was theirs, but then they'll go after you when you get it wrong and complain that why'd you yeah. give me a way to lose my money for free? So yeah, I'm glad we clarified that. If someone's behind a paywall, it's because they also have to make a living too and they need to find yeah. ways. Yes, thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I will say, if you get into fantasy sports because you think you're going to make a lot of money, uh, don't get into fantasy sports. Uh, especially now, I'm very lucky. I have never worked for a company that didn't pay me at least something uh, for what I was doing. Now with how fantasy sports has become such a popular thing, the vast majority of the sites that hire people who haven't started before, they won't pay you. Uh, and you have to work a lot for free. Um, I'm very lucky I've, I've never had to do that. Um, but my wife has a really good job. We have benefits to her job. I have no health benefits through any of my jobs. I'm a, I'm a freelancer. I have no retirement packages. I'm on my own retirement package. So if, if you think that you're going to go into writing about fantasy sports and you're going to make a ton of money, that it's you have to really enjoy this field because there's not a lot of money in it. Well, in comparison to fantasy, we, we talked about this boom earlier that some might think about it might be more easy or more opportunities are out there to get these types of jobs because of the popularity. But like you, you just said there, Everybody wants them. Everybody wants this opportunity. Yeah. So you've hinted at this already. If there is somebody, whether at your alma mater, Oswego, or somewhere maybe here in the capital region that says, you know what, I want to do this. I want to be a fantasy football, basketball, baseball, fantasy sports in general, full-time writer and make this my job. 2022, maybe it's different than when you launched in 07. What's the best advice you can give somebody hoping to have that job now? Yeah, it's, it's definitely very different now. Um, the best thing you can do is to be active on social media. Back when I first started, there really wasn't a way to get your voice out there unless you started writing for one of these other sites um, that could, you could push your content through. Now there's tons of ways to get your voice out there or, or your work out there through social media. You can put videos on, on Twitter and YouTube and all that stuff. So the best thing I can tell you is be very active on social media. Look for jobs and opportunities to write on a daily basis. Apply for everything. 
even if you don't think you're qualified. And then when you do finally uh, get something, make sure you network like crazy. Um, I'm very lucky through Rotowire. I've been able to attend a lot of the different fantasy conventions, um, the fantasy sports. Uh, it's now the FSGA because they've uh, taken on gaming as part of the gambling explosion. Uh, I go to those conferences. They have a couple conferences a year. I've gotten work from meeting people at these conferences. I've developed some cool relationships um, from meeting people at these conferences. So the best thing you can do is to, you know, they always tell you when you go to college, networking is very important. And you're like, oh, I, I'm going to get a job and I'll be fine. No, no, networking actually is very important. Um, and it's important to get yourself out there and meet as many people as you can. Well, Mike, thank you for sharing that advice. We appreciate it. For those who want to find you, who want to follow you on those social media platforms and everything else, and maybe for their first time, it's the first time they've been exposed to your work. Tell us exactly where we can find you across all those platforms. Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Roto Mike Barner. Um, a lot of my work is on RotoWire, uh, Sportsline, DraftKings, The Game Day. Um, I'm currently writing for six different companies. So ex excuse the ones, the couple that escaped from my mind off the top of my head. <laughs> I also work for real time fantasy sports. Um, so yeah, you know, if you're, whether you're into season long fantasy sports, daily fantasy sports, you want to play some, some wagers, get some shekels out there. Give me a follow on Twitter. I post links to all my work and all my picks, but you'll find it all there. Don't worry, Mike. I'll be rolling in your direct messages very soon. Just ask you, what do you think about this game? What do you think about that game? So I will be annoying you like a, a freshman in college that's trying to get in the girls' DMs. Just plan on that for over the next few months here with sports kind of being in a pause and the NBA really taking more limelight and college hoops and everything else. I know you're not a college guy, but I might just toss a lot of NBA picks at you. So be prepared for seeing some messages from me on Twitter, all right? I'm ready. Send them my all way. Right. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate the time, man. Keep up the great work. All right. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.